0: So um, it's fairly quiet, really, isn't it? I think so. Nothing's been happening, is it? Very quiet. Very quiet news week, I think they call yeah, this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mind you, hmm. no, no. What? No, there was no. There has been some very, very big news. Oh, okay. Uh, What's that? i think a number of people on tuesday i think it was uh, achieved uh, a wordle score in just two <laughs> goes they, they, they found it
1: wow
0: it was all over social media it's massive
1: yeah wow still apart from that they're quite weak <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode. Hang on, hundred and ninety. One hundred and ninety doesn't work, does it? No, well, it'd be an impressive score. Mm. Uh, One hundred and ninety of the Mid Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. Yeah. And there is Joe Davis. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and he's he's trying not to be grumpy with me because my computer was <laughs> updating. And we had to delay things it was. it was shocking thing so yes we
0: might have to talk about some world news didn't it used to drive you crazy at church when something massive would happen in the world but they'd still just plow on talking about you know the obscure parts of isaiah <laughs> or something well, i don't
1: know about you but i mean we're recording this on thursday afternoon obviously yeah. all the stuff with ukraine has happened we a touch on that i guess talk about that um I, you know, I, I, I'm now yearning, yearning for the days when, uh, you know, we we were angry about Boris's parties during lockdown. sounds know, <laughs> no, like yeah, a golden age. It does, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: that's right. Oh
1: golly, so oh god, what's happening? And Wordle. Hey, let me tell you about Wordle. I, I've, I've done Wordle once, right? Mm. And uh, I, I did it, and I got it in three. And them. I then showed it to my, my wife and explained the game to her. And she didn't seem to grasp it very well. But then she had to go and got it in two. What, the same word? Her first time. Yeah, the same word. First time ever. She <laughs> just beat me. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. She didn't even barely oh, right, know you what didn't she You didn't show doing. her the word and then she it No, no, Because no, she should have got just... it in one. In no, I, know, no okay. not <laughs> two. I didn't do that. I just showed her those green blobs oh, yeah. that come up, you know.
0: yeah. Yeah, people are obsessed with Wordle, aren't they? Yeah, I
1: yeah. wonder why that is.
0: Don't know. You just get a Mastermind. It's the same thing, isn't it? Do you remember Mastermind with the different yeah, coloured things and the little? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway. that was a
1: good game. I liked that game. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, yes. What a week. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a hard, time. It's hard to know where to start. So let's just start. How are you? <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. I'm all I'm right. Going to the theatre tonight. Are you? Yeah. What you see? I don't know what I'm going to see though. Claire's Ooh. booked the tickets, and oh, okay. I have no idea. That will be some bizarre, strange, arty thing. <laughs> I think I'll take
0: a book. I look forward to hearing all about it next week. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um. Oh, project sorted out is going very well. Is it? What have you so, sorted out now? Well, here's the thing. I bought a new. This is going to really excite you. Actually, mm. I could tell even mm-hmm. as I start this. So I bought a new hard drive.
0: Oh, right. gosh, how thrilling.
1: And uh, I spent the weekend archiving stuff onto this new <laughs> solid-state drive, right? And so I'm going back over. I'm trying to sort of sort out and archive files that go back, what, 30 years, you mm-hmm. know, to the early days of my writing. When I first started using a word processor, even even before I had a Mac or whatever. Um. And so I got all that sorted, and it's brilliant to have all that sorted. You know, know where everything is. I mean, thousands and thousands of files. But what what was interesting about it was that um, there were plays, there were whole plays that I didn't know I'd written. I couldn't remember doing. You used to
0: write very funny plays. Well,
1: I used to write lots of drama, didn't I, for different people, different clients. And there were whole things. And as I sort of looked at them, I thought, gosh, this is quite good. This is quite funny. Yeah, and it, it seemed rather unfair that I'd forgotten completely about bits that are good, but I'd somehow I can I can remember every page of bad writing. Oh yeah, isn't
0: that the way it always goes? It's like after you've <laughs> talked, uh, you know, hundred <laughs> people come out, ninety nine say you were brilliant, and one person says I totally disagree with that. Or <laughs> it's I that, think that's really unfair. What do you unfair, think about it? <laughs>
1: That, there were some really good jokes in this stuff that I wrote years ago that I'd completely forgotten, and yet I can remember all the really terrible ones. Um, there we are. But still, that was good. It was good to get all that sorted, and I'll leave that now because you're really not interested. I'm in happy that for you. No, yes. I
0: am happy for you.
1: Great. Hard drive. How are you? <laughs> right. It's very good to get technologically organised.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my family is still seem to be in relative disarray, but my mum my is just about over Covid. I think oh, she good. tested negative uh, right.
1: yesterday, so we're waiting to hear today. So that's good. But the, the, would you go and see it? Because there's no restrictions now. Uh, Boris has allowed us complete
0: freedom. I don't know how that works in old people's homes, to be honest, because um, I think I think I can only go and see her in the little sort of cubicle that you sit oh. in. Um, It's a bit like visiting a prisoner (laughs) It's very like We we sort of each put our hands up Against the screen (laughs) and tell each other We love each
1: other Oh no! And you do smuggle in tobacco for her Yeah and
0: then she's wheeled off in handcuffs (laughs) 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 It's very lovely (laughs) (laughs) It's very touching Um, I met with a beloved listener Jax who came down Okay. Uh, Shout out to Jax Also shout out to someone else called Ian Very funny thing happened to me yesterday on the beach, so i 've just finished breakfast with a friend at, C- mm. at the mighty Sea C- Lane cafe and we 're just saying goodbye in the car park and Suddenly a man approaches me, not in a sinister way, uh, but eventually says, "Excuse me, are you Joe davis and i 'm thinking, "Oh no, what have I done How's he mm. He said, "I just want to thank you for the podcast and a total random man from nowhere who who was down from From Somerset, I think, visiting his mother in Worthing. And he obviously recognised the voice. Good Lord. I would say he recognised the bald head, but had a cap on. So I don't know how he... Anyway. That's amazing. So hello to Ian. Thank you. That's great. Next time you're down visiting your mother, I'll take you for a cup of coffee at Sea Lane. That would be lovely. So that made me laugh, actually.
1: Look at you, fame. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel like it's all reflected glory off you, of course, because we know who the real star of this podcast. Well, is, don't I, we?
1: you know, I wouldn't go, <laughs> go that far, but I would, you know, I would go in that direction. But not that. Far. <laughs>
0: and yes, well, I mean, you know, life, eh? At the mm. moment, I mean, if ever we needed the prayer of serenity, I would say it's round about now. So, yeah.
1: Well, uh, anyway, uh, we should we should move on. Uh, thank you to everybody who, who writes in. We've had lots of good uh, feedback
0: recently. We really have had some great feedback. And I do want to say some of it is brilliant. And even if we haven't read it out on air, it's because it is saved in in the file I like to call feedback we should come yes. back to. <laughs> yes. um, so, so, you know, it might not be chronologically accurate, but we will probably get around to some of them because you know you genuinely do write in with the most wonderful stuff and questions and things for us to chew over and we, we really appreciate it so keep it coming and thank you so much and, and yeah.
1: sometimes it's also you know new listeners who are picking up on things and and we've maybe covered them a bit before we'll have a, a bit of that in this episode i think because there's sometimes where we've we've talked about a topic and, it, and frankly it's better to point someone to a, a previous podcast than sort of go over that again but we really do appreciate everybody contributing we do, and everyone who who gives to us, thank you so much again for that. That's just absolutely brilliant and such an encouragement to yeah. us. Thank and you. and you are helping to make Joe famous in a car park in Worthing.
0: Yes, thank absolutely. you for all the right reasons. You know. I hasten to add. Yes, yes. No. <laughs> not like the last no, time. No, he's yeah. been
1: notorious <laughs> before, but that's different. That's different to being famous.
0: Uh, I'm not sure I want to be famous in a car park, but that. Oh, yeah. Let's leave Okay. That there. Too late for that. Great. So I think we're going to do a couple of bits of Mm, things this week. Um, And and they're a little bit longer, but they are brilliant. So first of all, I think we'll keep this one anonymous, if that's all right. But um, we had an email uh, from a listener um, and he talks about a particular uh, family crisis that happened with a daughter in a children's hospital. Mm. And he talks about how uh, friends and family have been brilliant and offered lots of support and prayers. And he says I have a strong network of friends and family, many of whom are Christians. They've been brilliant at providing practical and emotional support, but also at praying for us. We, in turn, have kept them informed daily of our progress and provided what we saw as specific priority prayer points. And he says, for some reason, I've struggled with believing that God works like this. My own prayers have become more about patience, understanding, courage, and companionship for the journey. I'll admit that old habits die hard, so I frequently slip into praying in the way that I've previously done for things like protection and healing, and yes, even car parking spaces, don't we all? He says, <laughs> but then I remind myself that I'm falling back into something that I've already grown out of. And so he says, so here's my dilemma. How do I reconcile, on the one hand, fueling other people's prayers with content and priorities which I don't feel comfortable with praying myself? And when things go well and everyone is celebrating, inverted commas, answers to prayers, should I be outwardly rejoicing with them whilst inwardly thinking, I know God is in all of this, but I really don't believe that he or she made this particular thing happen just because my friends asked for it? Mm. How ungrateful that sounds, It says. So well, there it is. Of course, I'm not so much asking you to solve this as discuss it aloud and see what others have to contribute later. Thanks to
1: the podcast, your wisdom, your honesty, your idiocy. He says, mm. harsh, 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 but true. Yes, um, exactly. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Now we have talked mm. a lot about you know how to pray and what you pray for and how what you feel comfortable. And I would, I guess, point people to the interview with Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very powerful on this in, in uh, episode 104 and i'll put a link in the show notes there. thank you but i think the issue he's raising here is that quite how do how it how do i reconcile fueling other people's prayers with content and priorities which i don't feel comfortable with praying for myself so you know giving out prayer points that you wouldn't necessarily pray for yeah so i, I don't know What do, what do you think about that
0: well you know there's there's two things there's i have theories about prayer and I have my own views about the divine. Mm. So so I'd like to reveal how horribly inconsistent and hypocritical I am. Because like like our dear listener, I don't think that's how the world works. I don't think that's how reality is quite. And I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, exactly as, as he's saying, this is how God works. But the truth is, if one of my children were in hospital... Mm and with some life threatening illness i i would instantly revert i mean it's it's just inbuilt mm, isn't it is. to cry out for healing and justice and we well, i'm sure we'll move on to ukraine in a, in a moment it is just instinctive to cry out for something to be done and i think the more powerless you feel to do anything the more you want uh, a power without yourself to act and to do something mm. So so I that's a long way of saying I think it's totally okay to let people pray however they want to pray. You know, you would have prayed differently at one point in your life and that's okay. So that may seem unsatisfying and and I'm aware of how sort of hypocritical it sounds, except I'm not sure it is hypocritical because I'm comfortable with accepting the paradox of it all. Mm you know even though i don't really think this is how god works i'm i still find
1: myself praying that way sometimes i don't think it's hypocritical i don't think that's the right word i think it's more open isn't it i mean it's firstly you know i i don't think it's ever up to us to tell other people how to pray no you exactly. know unless they are doing it in some unseemly way and sacrificing a goat or something <laughs> in which case you might want to step in i don't know but but you know it's <laughs> I, it's not up to me to 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 correct people's prayers or pe- how people or to define how people should should pray you know yeah, how they want to pray no, that's right um, Yeah. there's a quote and I know it. it's not by Richard Foster but I think it's in Celebration of Discipline which is from somebody who says pray as you can and not as you can't
0: yes exactly and, yeah yeah
1: that's good and I think that's true for people who pray in different ways to how I pray you know I mean it's true for me and it's true for others we pray in a way that we can so i don't think you should do that i think also i'd be very careful about i'm not I hope i'm not criticizing the listener but i'd be very careful about using these you think, phrases like grown out of it in in that sense i think my understanding has changed but i would hesitate hugely to say that i was mm. a a more um devout or no that's not even the right word a more developed christian than somebody who's still happily you know praying in those ways i don't think it's the, it's true yeah um, yes yes so so i think that it's perfectly okay i would say to give people information news whatever requests even though you can't pray that way yourself it's perfectly true mm. to help them pray i, I think it's a perfectly good thing yeah. to do. yeah 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 um, me too me too. I think the other thing I've realised how much prayer like this is is basically an index of people's concern. It's it you know th- th- that's they mm. really care, and isn't that wonderful? That they really care. Yes. Yeah. And and and, and or are they really grateful. So you, yes, you know things we we've, we've talked a lot on the podcast about how you know you tend to sort of celebrate success in the church, but not failure, and people up front saying, you know, the Lord. Mm. created this parking space for me or whatever but you know it's it they're, that they're, they're, uh, that's because they're thankful for something and that's good that's not a bad thing that's a good thing mm. yeah it is a good thing
0: and and you know i think even that prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot mm. change courage to change the things i can and wisdom to know the difference you know which I'm, i am going to daily um at this particular season of my life i think in a way, the first line, God grant me the... You're asking God outside to do something, but then then you're asking for wisdom, accepting the things I cannot change. And, I, And I think once I have accepted something I can't change, like, for example, someone else's illness, because I'm not a medic and I'm not a doctor and there is really nothing practical I can do, I do find myself... I do find myself sometimes just praying very instinctively and differently because I want something to yes, change, yes. even though I can't do it. So, like, you know, you, I, is it reverting back or is it just that, you know, the paradox and the mystery of prayer that is both good for us and other people in ways we can't always calculate?
1: I think it's just being human, really, isn't mm. it? It's, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm praying for a miracle at the moment for my friend. And I'm happy to pray for that. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't yeah. know if God works that way. I don't know. You know, I I I'm not going to try and look for reasons why things happen or they don't. I'm just saying this is what I want. Mm. You know, this is my heartfelt prayer. But I'm mean, equally, I think, if it doesn't happen, I'm I don't think my faith is going to fall mm. to pieces because it's not predicated on that kind of answer anymore. But you know, I'm perfectly happy to join in with people. Um, in in ways that i i maybe can't because i'm i'm happy you know i'm happy anyone prays frankly
0: and just to throw something you know slightly left field into the conversation here maybe that's an argument for praying in tongues you know you, you sort of even you don't know what you're praying at that point are you you're just you're just kind of slipping into some gear um some kind of mystical gear i don't know there's a lot yeah. we could say, but
1: let's not. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to learn that language again. <laughs> <You will. laughs> kind of learn all the. Leave it there. Oh, Stop okay. it. Okay, right.
0: Okay, let's move to Catherine. And I just, you know, Catherine. First of all, thank you for an extremely well-written email. I mean, lots and lots of our emails are really well-written, but this was longer and it kept my interest to the very end. So, thank you. <laughs> um. And Catherine says this. Dear Joe and Nick, I'm a recent discoverer of the podcast and I'm enjoying it immensely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Catherine. Says I really resonated with what Nick said in the episode before last about wisdom so often being jettisoned in favour of revelation it's quite a relief to be living in the reality that i am in partnership with god focused on making wise decisions and trusting that if i love god and do my best to be authentically myself the things i choose to do will probably be all right and i can learn from my mistakes when they're not which is a lot healthier than a state of terrified paranoia in which I spent some of my early Christian life awaiting <laughs> instructions from on high I spent a few years in a bit of a spiritual desert because I didn't dare let God close, I was terrified that if I did, God would ask me to do something I really didn't want to do <laughs> Are you relating to this? Because I am, <laughs> anyway Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She says, I used to get myself into a ridiculous mental loop where I would worry that I wouldn't have enough faith to be obedient if God asked me to do something that really scared me. So then I would imagine a thing that I would be utterly terrified to do, like stand up on a bus and preach the gospel, for example, which was a favourite place for my mind to go. Quite how I thought God's loving wisdom would be advanced by me in a state of terror, ineptly preaching to people who didn't want to hear is beyond me. But the very fact that I thought it was a horrible idea made me feel like a bad Christian. Once I'd got into that headspace, it was difficult to get out of. Now the absurdity of it all makes me giggle. But in those years, when I was alarmed by the prospect of both prayer and travelling by public transport, it wasn't funny at all. No. (laughs) Anyway, these days... I do some spiritual direction and coaching and I spend quite a bit of my time helping people to reflect on their life purpose and to move towards the things that flow out of who they are and away from the stuff that they've been doing that doesn't give them life. Not infrequently, I have conversations with people where it becomes clear that the desire for revelation, combined with a sort of weird pseudo-spiritual logic, doesn't just take precedence over wisdom, it actually makes wisdom virtually impossible. Mm. Um, It's not uncommon, for example, for people to think that the very fact that they are enjoying doing something is evidence that they shouldn't really be doing it. One person described opening her home up to people and offering hospitality as just my guilty pleasure. Someone else said exactly the same about running a community library. Both were waiting for God to reveal to them the thing they should actually be doing, because obviously following Jesus should be hard work and unpleasant, which is faintly ridiculous and paints God as the complete opposite of a wise and loving parent. (laughs) She says, son, I know that you would like to be an accountant. I see that you have an interest in finance. You like order and predictability and you have an aptitude for figures. Go immediately, therefore, and prove your love for me by learning to play the saxophone and joining a free-form jazz group. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he says, well, sometimes I'll talk to someone who is in a church setting that is causing them deep emotional pain and slowly squeezing the life out of them, but won't leave because, although they don't think God is telling them to stay, they have not had the direct revelation that they should move on. Apparently, their own emotional distress has nothing to say on the matter. We wouldn't do that with anything else. Like, for example, these trainers give me blisters every time I wear them. I keep praying about it. I'm hoping for a telegram from God soon to tell me I can buy some (laughs) new ones. (laughs) This is very good, isn't it? Anyway, she says, it's sort of all of a piece with the notion of God's total sovereignty over everything. That theology logically shoots itself in the foot on the one hand we needed saving because god gave us free will and we sinned on the other hand now we've been saved we have no free will because god is sovereign so we can do almost nothing without guidance from on high Hmm. and then she says on a tangential uh, but not entirely unrelated note i've been thinking of marketing a new range of wristbands designed to challenge this theology instead of wwjd they would go wjgd Would Jesus give a damn? Other expletives could be available. It could be used before engaging in pointless arguments and to prevent needless soul-searching about things God is entirely happy for us to decide for ourselves. Thanks again for the podcast, heading out for a pint of sanctification. Yours, Catherine. Brilliant. I told you that was a well-written email, well, didn't I? That was great. Well,
1: I'll just, you know, <laughs> often we have to edit things down, and we, you know, we get long emails, and they're yeah. really always pretty well-written. and We struggle to kind of edit. I mean, with that one, it's yeah. impossible, really. It's just also good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing that leaps out to me is is merchandise. Yes. Wristbands. Me too. <laughs> I hope I haven't missed yeah. the main
0: point of the email, but you know. No, not not at all. There is definitely a market. I mean,
1: <laughs> you know. The, yes, I didn't mind hers. I think I think we could go with. Uh, what about J-Hop? Jesus has other priorities. That would be good. <laughs> he could just hold it up to people, or or GGMAB. God gave me a brain. I'd. <laughs> Like that, one. yeah. <laughs> oh, WTWT, what's the wise thing? That's, I think, exactly, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wristbands, <laughs> we definitely need some merch. Um,
0: but don't we tie ourselves up in knots over this sovereignty business?
1: Well, isn't it? As you, as you were reading out, I thought, hello, we're back, we're back with Long Calvin again, aren't we? With this Aye, whole thing are. Or, yeah. or, or <coughs> Long Calvin The Augustino <laughs> variant of, <laughs> yeah. of Long Calvin We are We are Genuinely you know, This, this yeah. sort of idea That everything's Preordained Predestined Everything's done for you And and yet somehow it, It's still your fault It's uh, it's a curious Old thing I I wonder I wonder whether it's It's that we've got our notion of what sovereignty is completely wrong. You know, it, I I believe that God is king and God is sovereign. I think that's a kind of biblical mm. image. Yeah. But maybe being sovereign isn't, you know, about micromanaging or mapping things out in, in that way. Maybe there's a different, you know, the trouble is we project onto God, obviously, mm. human ideals, and they can be good things like, like ideal fatherhood, or they can be bad things like tyrannical ruler, you know, or that. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and so, you know, if, if our idea of a sovereign is someone who is just going to um, tell you to do the things you don't want to do, like, dare I say, invade somebody else's country, you know, that, then then you're going to project that onto God.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, I, I, yeah, there's lots to say about this, isn't it? I mean, I, I think also perhaps I've heard sermons on that whole kind of, uh, Abraham sacrificing his son, Isaac. And you know what? We ought to be prepared to sacrifice all the things we love as well, rather than seeing as that as a horror story, which I think we're meant to see it as, and rather seeing the fact that actually God would never do that. And, you know, indeed, Isaac is not sacrificed. Um, You know, I think we view that as the way in which God tests our commitment. Yes, indeed, yes. And, oh, no, just (laughs) no. What about God thinks you're wonderful and has given you um, desires and energies and passions and things, and actually discerning what those are and moving into them is what you're created to do. Mm. Um, That's a whole better narrative, so... But Catherine expressed that much better than I did. Well, I mean, it's
1: that thing about what. What if God is King, but King in a totally different way? Yeah, and and that actually isn't or shouldn't be very hard to um, imagine because that really was Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was Messiah, but in a totally different way. Yeah, yeah. To people expecting it, and that you know, if you want, if as. Uh, travis says you know jesus does god perfectly and that's what we what we look at um it's just such a great email and didn't you grow up with that i i had exactly that kind of thing that that sense that if i got too close to god he would send me to a slum that was basically it yeah that's right yeah and of course you and i we 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 moved in circles where there were genuinely holy people who who had done that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, who would go and adopt entire sort small countries or something and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. change them. And yeah. I was felt, A, incredibly inadequate next to them and, B, yeah. fearful that, really, I was letting God down because I wasn't doing the same thing, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and also... Or,
0: or you're just not important enough to be used that's, by God. In yeah, that way. that's a good no, one. Not yeah. anything like as important as a no, missionary. No, no. Uh, giving up everything to go to, you know,
1: deepest, darkest parts of Africa or whatever it happens yeah. to be. Like, it's always tricky, though, isn't it? Because there is always that challenge as well about, well, I don't want to close off to the idea that God might call me something radical and sacrificial and, 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 mm. and difficult. Um, and I'm sure there have been times when I've put my own comfort first lots of times, I should think, but on the other hand, i don't, I agree really. I don't think God wants us to sort of deny our personalities, our gifts, our passions mm. um mm. be that accountancy or whatever it was jazz free form jazz saxophone,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great
1: stuff. Well, anyway, thank you, Catherine, for an absolutely brilliant email. That was great.
0: Yeah, it's great. And if anyone wants to respond to that, you know the email, joe at org. You know, if you've got comments you want to make on that, I mean, that could roll and roll, couldn't it? But, mm. yeah, good stuff.
1: Thank you. Well, we were going to talk a bit about Lent, which is coming up, but um, things have happened, really.
0: I know Lent starts on my birthday as well, so can we not talk about it? Hang on.
1: <laughs> Just off the back of the last email, I think God wants you to give up cheese for Lent.
0: I think you're hearing that entirely <laughs> okay. wrong. It's the voice of it's the voice of the devil <laughs> okay. you're responding to uh, Fair enough. <laughs> um,
1: no, things have happened and what was already, I think, quite a fearful and anxious sort of atmosphere has now got much worse, it seems. You know.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. We've we we've had all the fear and stuff about pandemics, and then we're just starting to think, well, maybe the pandemic's coming to an end. And then we've n- now we've got a new thing to worry about. We've got war and its impact, mm. and you know, very depressing pictures. I suspect we will have for some days now. Like you say, we're recording this on Thursday, so the invasion is less than twenty-four hours mm. old mm. at present. Um Who knows what's going to happen? By the time this comes out Saturday uh, morning,
1: so I think in that sense, that idea of sovereignty of God becomes quite Im- important, doesn't it? And quite, you know, how how God is in charge is quite quite um, yeah. tricky because it seems like we've been just battered by one thing after another. We've just been battered by by storms and. Et- Yes, energy costs yeah, we've been literally yeah battered. climate change <laughs> covid yeah brexit all this yeah. all this change and now um war and i think at the very least who knows what's going to happen but at the very least it'll have a economic impact because there'll be a sort of economic conflict won't there um,
0: definitely that that's certainly going to affect every one of us and i think you know if you fill up your car with petrol in the next couple of days you're going to
1: start feeling the effects of what's happened so So, i mean how do we react to it is the question what what do we what do we do here um you know it's it's a it's a subject actually we have covered a little bit because we talked about i think back in the summer when you were reacting to the news from afghanistan yeah um you know and being driven to pray then uh, and coming back to that So, so i'll put a link in again to to that episode but yes thank you well, I think
0: there's two things. I mean, you know, the living with this kind of prayer of serenity thing at the moment, um, it tells me something, which is, I don't work as well when I'm full of fear and anxious. Um, and you know, you know, as the prayer says, there are things that there are anxieties about things you can do something about, and there are anxieties about things that you. You simply can't do anything about. I this precise moment in time, I'm not sure what I can do to stop the Ukrainian invasion. You know, I yeah. I'm not sure what action I've got to do. I don't think I need to write to an MP because I'm pretty sure my MP uh, is not for it. So we'll be working, you know, politically to apply all the pressure along with our government and all sides, you know, and all parties in our government. Stop that. So. I don't think there's much action, but I can see me. I can feel the energy in me when I start reading the news and worrying about it. And I don't know about you. I always used to think of people who say, you know, I don't watch the news Mm. because, um, you know, it's too depressing. So I'm not going to watch it. I, I used to think, well, okay, fair enough. But, you know, that's just sticking your head in the sand and that's no good. But. Strangely, I am, I'm coming to respect that point of view in a new way at the moment, um, because I get it. You know, why watch news about things you can't change? Um, it's, it, it doesn't feel like that's the right action for me to take, but I will not judge anyone else for taking that particular route of action, because I, I, I understand it. I, I, I understand that. And if you're trying to protect your mental health, um, then maybe that's the right thing for you to do. I, I don't think I could do it. I think I want to know what's going on. But I do think there's, there's things that you can do to not be watching the news 24 hours a day, you know, and checking it every 10 minutes on your mm. phone or half hour. I'm not sure that's wise. Just like I think it's wise to have a moment in the day where you still it all. Were you quiet? And we've talked about, you know, the irony of going back to the quiet Mm. time, having spent years going, there's more to life than the quiet time. Now we're thinking, do you know what? Quiet time's a really great idea (laughs) in the morning. Now I think equally, it's okay to have a noisy time, (laughs) (laughs) but limit that time. Do you know what I mean? So decide when it is. You're going to turn your mind to things that may emotionally distress you a bit. If, you know...
1: Does that make sense to you does that yeah it does I've been thinking about this because I, I i i don't think it's right to um abscond as it were from what's happening in the world to oh. to 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 ignore no, it no i don't really I don't. I don't feel comfortable with that um there are people who are called you know to monastic lives or something like that i suppose but i i don't i don't feel happy with that but I actually also don't feel that it's doing any good to overdose on it either. And that's the problem. You know, doom scrolling and all this kind of stuff we've, we've talked about. Yes. Know. Doom scrolling. Is that is that what it's called? Yeah. It's when you're just going through the news, you know, like you're flicking through the news in order to see what what latest disasters have occurred. I'm not familiar with that title, but I um, like it. Doom scrolling. Yeah, yeah. So so, you know, doom scrolling is bad for you. And I think complete ignorance is bad for you as well. Um, mm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think uh, there's some somewhere sort of between those two is somewhere something I've got to get to really. Um, I don't know what can you do. It, I think I, th- for, I suppose for me it comes down to two things. Firstly, is there's going to be an effect? You know, things are going to get tougher. I think economically things are going to get pricier. We might have to you know turn the heating down or all kinds of stuff. The, the, you know, who knows what the effect of this. Conflict will be, yeah. Effects that are directly related to this conflict, then I think it's due. It's it's right for us not really to moan about that particularly. Mm. You know, we we have to be prepared to do the right thing, mm. whatever that right thing is. You know, so I think that would be the first thing just to make sure that I don't sort of personally that you know I can see the bigger picture and 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 and, and don't sort of moan about it like that. I feel more than ever though at the moment now that well the need for prayer for peace you know to, to be a person of mm. trying to bring some peace into wherever I can it seems to me that's really important and and I I feel the need to do something good and hopeful in, in the in the world insofar as I can um yeah and when I was playing about it today really I thought do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to plant stuff I thought for with Lent coming up mm. every day I'm going to plant a seed or a flower or a tree even or something. Do something mm. good. You know, do something that has a longer life. Yeah. Um. That's. It's not very helpful in terms of the bigger picture. I'm sure there's more that we can do. There'll be yeah. support for refugees. There'll be all kinds of stuff that I think we can do directly. But I just feel the need to build some kind of
0: hope in. That's the... really good. I love that. Yes, and in terms of prayer which which links directly back to that first email um yeah from the listener who's whose name we kept anonymous but you know in terms of i feel like you know because i can't do anything directly i feel at this particular moment um you know i'll keep an eye on that if there ever is something i should, feel i should do then i i want to pray but you know i how do we pray well, how how do we pray? And, and and how do we pray knowing what we believe about God, that maybe God isn't going to bring a hand down to sort of take the people out of that building before it's bombed? And so there are going to be casualties. You know, what what does that mean? And I suppose I think, well, I'm going to get into that shady ground we talked about, that sort of paradoxical ground. What I'm, I'm not going to see as an option not praying mm. because I don't know how to, so I am going to pray. So I'm going to pray for God to change hearts and do things, and of course I am. Mm. Um, at the same time, I'm going to keep praying my prayer of serenity. So um, so perhaps that's how we're, we're finished the podcast in a minute. You, you know,'ll I'll, I'll say a prayer, and um, <laughs> I'll put I'll
1: pop the prayer of serenity in after it, or something like that.: Yeah, that would be great. I, I just think there's not much we can do directly. At the moment, certainly not at the moment for people who are being affected. We can, but we can seek to bring a bit of wisdom and comfort for those who are very anxious about it. For those who, for whom this is yet another sort of fearful blow. And I'm sometimes that's me. You know, I I look on it with fear, the same as everybody else. Um, But I think we can seek to bring whatever comfort we can and whatever hope we can into the world around us. Really.
0: And I suppose one of the things I'm going to do and, you know, I implore church leaders to do, do if if you have the ability to do this, which is allow space for people to share their concerns and worries, you know, because when a, when a concern is shared, it does lose some of its power, I think within us. So certainly, you know, we've got soul place in a a few hours time, uh, a couple of hours time, and uh, we will, we will intentionally make space to share, Hey, you know, what are you feeling about this? How's this impacting Mm, you? mm. What, What's on your soul and we will light a candle and that will be a prayerful act mm. um to bring our words and non-words before God for for Ukraine.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't we pray then?
0: Yes. That is a great idea. And um I, I came across this prayer today, and it's by someone called Libby Davis Manning, and this seemed really good. So uh, if you feel able to, why don't you kind of say amen at the end of this? Uh, if you don't want to, then you can tune out now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And
1: uh, we'll be back with you next week, I guess, after this. We'll end with this prayer, I think. So here it is. With deep sadness, we pray for peace
0: and for the people of Ukraine. God, who sees the weakness in acts of naked aggression. God, who feels the fear in moments of acute helplessness, cure this warring madness and shield all who fall in harm's way. Leech the poison from the mind that thinks strength is shown in a bullying force. And may an equal strength in solidarity give resolve to those whose aim is to protect and respect, not just the ones we call our own, but all with whom we can share a better, more peaceful world. Amen. And God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and wisdom to know the difference.